Christ is risen. Alleluia. He is truly risen. Alleluia. What a blessing it is to celebrate Easter with you all. The resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from the dead. What a blessing it is to be back together in some way, obviously with social distancing and and all of that stuff and limited capacity. It's a little different, but it's much better than last year, where the only way for most people to participate in Easter Sunday Mass was on your television or on a computer screen. And so we rejoice in a special way to be able, even if it's only for today, for a limited time, to be together in worship and praise and thanksgiving to our God. In the gospel today, we get a bit of an anticlimax. We come to Easter Mass knowing full well what we're celebrating, Jesus Christ risen from the dead. Yet, when we hear the gospels, both for the vigil and for today, we do not, in fact, see or encounter the person of Jesus Christ. It's a bit of an anticlimax. We want to see and touch and hear from the risen Lord. And yet, as we heard from the first reading of the Acts of the Apostles, the risen Lord only appeared to a very small few, to the most faithful of his disciples. For the rest of us, our encounter with the risen Lord is like Mary of Magdala and like John and Peter at the tomb. It's a hope. It's a whim. It's a prayer. It's something beyond us. And in one way, it's important for us to recognize the empty tomb and the importance there. Why, we must ask, are we not given a first-hand account of the resurrection? In none of the Gospels do we hear a specific detailed account of that moment when Jesus rose from the dead. We hear about the stone being blown away. We hear of the encounter with the risen Lord just shortly thereafter. In the Gospel of John, Mary sees uh, Jesus in the garden and she calls out to him. We'll hear that later in the week in the Gospel. But why not today? Why not this most precious moment? And if we think about it, we recognize very quickly that the resurrection was so perfect, was such a perfect moment of love between the Father and the Son, that it is beyond words. Words would, in fact, diminish the infinitude of that moment. Just like if I were to ask those of you who are married, at, the, at what moment did you know you were called to marry that person? You would probably be able, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, but you may have that moment where you, you knew, but to try and describe everything that went into that moment would be impossible because the love that you have for each other reaches beyond what is in this world. It extends beyond this world. And the love of the Father and the Son is so perfect in that moment of the resurrection when he breathes new life into his son and his son responds fully to the father that we cannot possibly give words to that because it stretches us beyond what we are able to know. St. Paul tells us in the letter to the Colossians, seek the things that are above now that Jesus is risen from the dead because we recognize in that moment something that, yes, can be explained, but at the same time cannot be fully explained. We know that we know not the fullness of that moment, of that beauty. And we celebrate that that intimacy with which God the Father and the Son had in that moment of the resurrection is the intimacy with which God desires to live every moment with each one of you. 
That is the love that God has for us. That is what the resurrection reminds us of, is that God's love, Father and Son, extending out in the Spirit is so perfect, so beautiful, and He created all of this to share it, to share it with you. And not just in an external way, but to make Himself one with you, to make you His temple in baptism and in confirmation, to unite Himself fully to you and the mercy extends through the sacrament of penance and in the fullness of His flesh and blood, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. What a powerful and beautiful realization that is on this day of the resurrection. But we must ask ourselves also at this very moment, after a year of isolation, of difficulty, of pain, of loss, of suffering, of all the things that have gone into this horrible pandemic, and not only that, the craziness that is our world in general, are you and I ready for the Easter promise? To live in the Easter moment. To recognize that every moment from the moment of that empty tomb onwards, is filled with God's love and possibility and potential. To even see the brokenness of the cross, the crosses that we've had to bear, as the means by which we are going to live in an openness to possibility, to God's love, to God's mercy. Not only for ourselves and for our families, for our parish, for the church, for the world. Are we willing in, that mo in this moment to open ourselves to the Easter promise, that that love that the Father, and the, have, the Father and the Son have for each other, which is so perfect, is also made for me. It's easy to think, wow, we've just got this gospel of Mary Magdalene and Peter and John kind of wandering around aimlessly at the empty tomb. But that, brothers and sisters, is our story today. Each one of us comes to the empty tomb. Perhaps we are like Mary Magdalene. We come on our own. We come broken because of her life, because of her situation. She didn't feel like she could even go in that moment with her friends, and yet she goes and finds the empty tomb. Or maybe we are gathered with our best friends, like Peter and John, and when we go to the tomb, we go in community. Wherever we are, each one of us today encounters that empty tomb. And the Lord offers in the same way that he offered to Mary and Peter and John at the empty tomb, his perfect love for us. But this requires of us to open our hearts to the mystery. So often in life we can get so caught up in nostalgia for the past or feeling frustration at the present when the Lord in his love for us is desiring to open us up to new ways of life, to new ways of thinking, to new ways of loving. In his church, united to one another, building up the kingdom here, different though we may be, united in love for God. This is the Easter promise that is made to all of us, that the love that God has for himself, the perfect love of the Father and the Son, is meant to be shared with the whole world. What a joy, then, it is to be here. Even if we don't know why we're here, even if we're hurting and confused, we come to the empty tomb, maybe we peek our head inside, maybe we stand outside afraid to go in, but we come nonetheless. This great mystery is made present to us. 
as the gospel from last night's vigil mass, from the gospel of Mark says, the angel says to them, do not be amazed. What a crazy thing to say. But what a perfect thing for us in this moment. Do not be amazed that God loves you perfectly. That God did all of this, suffered, died, rose from the dead for you. You are enough. You are worthy. You are necessary. This is the love that the Father and the Son share in infinity and desire to share with us through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Come to the empty tomb. Open your hearts and seek to live every moment of your life in that Easter promise. It may not be clear exactly where the Lord is leading us, but when we keep our eyes fixed on him, with our hearts open to that great mystery of his resurrection, all things are possible for those who love God.